around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can follow me on all social media at mbills314. Now, this is episode number 53, and I thank all the faithful listeners and even the news listeners i welcome you if you're listening on facebook or maybe you came here by instagram or youtube however you got here thank god that you're here we got some things to talk about today i want to talk about prayer prayer one-on-one um believe it or not we're living in the day and age where people have given up on prayer people have said things like we all all we do is pray all we do is pray and ask god we need to just stop all that foolishness and take matters into our own hands and so when i asked I said, okay so what do you plan on doing and normally it's something in the flesh something normally it's something violent normally it's something that you're gonna have to end up reaping later on so and i think all that comes from because i believe a lot of people really don't know how to pray i think people think just prayer is just you know you have to get on your knees you have to fold your hands you have to do these things a certain way and then people feel like well i prayed i did this and did that and god didn't answer so therefore either god's not real or prayer doesn't work so we're going to go over some basics and i'm already telling you up front that this is going to be a part two next week so in the very next episode, whenever you listen to this episode, following one is going to be a part two because there's no way I can get through all of it um, in just one setting. So let's jump into it. I want to start at 1 John chapter 5. We're talking about prayer, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. The first thing I notice it says this is the confidence that we have in him. Him meaning God. If we ask anything according to his will. Now when I first read this scripture years ago, the according to his will thing caught my attention. Because you know we always hear, well, you know, if it's God's will. Well, if it's God's will, yes, if it's God's will, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I wanted to know what his will was, not knowing that the word testament is defined as a will. That's what it's called. The last will and testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is the old will. The New Testament is the new will. It's just like a person who has um, left a will for their children in the natural. And... In that will, you have the things that you're going to leave to them. You have an inheritance, all the things that they can possess, you know, money, whatever have you, right? Now, the only way that that will can be enforced is that the testator or the person who wrote the will has to die in order for the will to be enforced. As long as that person is living, the beneficiaries cannot have access to that will so old and new testament it's god's will now oh this is so dope so jesus is the testator 
Everything that we need according to life and godliness is in God's will. Jesus died on the cross. Once he died on the cross, the will was enforced. But thank God that he rose again. Now he's living, hallelujah, and he is helping to enforce his will. That's why we can pray and God hears because God is not dead. He is a living God. He's not an old fable. He's not an old man. So with that being said, when he said you ask anything according to his will, so that means whatever we ask according to the will of God, which is his word, he hears us. And it says, and if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So he's saying that we know that we have it because it's according to his will. So God is going to enforce his will so that's a done deal right our issue is the time factor we're factoring in time okay i need this lord i need this i need that okay now when is this thing going to pop off that part is none of your business that part you can't control that part we can't control all we have to do is know that god heard us and God is going to do what he said he's going to do because it's in his will. Now, during the waiting process, what we should be doing is constantly feeding our faith. So whatever promises you're standing on, whatever things that you're believing God for, you need to get in his word and get scriptures on on those things. So if you um, so if you're seeking God for wisdom, get some scriptures on wisdom, look over them scriptures, meditate on them, think on them, meditate on them think on them read over them look over them god promises us wisdom you can find that in james chapter one when people i was talking to someone and they asked me um you know how can they find things in scripture pertaining to their situation whatever the situation may be and there's something called a concordance normally they're in the back of bibles or you can buy a separate one a concordance just show you and give you a list of words and it shows you everywhere in scripture where that word is. So if you're looking up a word, if you're looking up fear, it's going to show you everywhere in scripture where fear is used. If you're looking up money, it's going to show you everywhere where money is used. If you're looking up faith, it's going to show you everywhere where faith is used. So that's how you can get scriptures on those subjects, right? That's what you need to do in the meantime, because prayer doesn't speed God up, but you standing in faith and standing on his word is going to make your attitude positive. And it's going to keep you in a state of faith while you're enduring the process. So once you do that, once you get in God's word and stand on his word, as time goes by, you're not even really tripping off time because you're so engulfed in his word and what he says. And you're excited that time is going by, but you're not tripping off time. Next thing you know, you have it in your hand and you can't do nothing but thank God and rejoice. Now, you have to understand that you do have an enemy. Satan is going to fight you tooth and nail. He's going to bombard your mind with God is not going to do it for you. Look how he did it for this person, that person. God's not going to do it for you because of what you did to such and such five years ago. All these different things to bring guilt and shame into your life. He's going to try to make you feel like that you're the only one dealing with this. And listen, none of his tricks are new. None of his tricks are new. The same thing he used on you, he used on me, he used on everybody. I have to do the very same thing that I'm encouraging you to do every day i have things that i'm standing and believing god for and every day i have to remind myself of his word and continue to live my life and do what i know to do and listen 
throughout the day because God could be leading you to your answer. You just never know. All right, let's keep going. John 14, verse 13, it says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Those two scriptures right there, I think that's plain. That's not, we're not over-spiritualizing anything. The scripture says, this is Jesus speaking, whatsoever. Now you see that word whatsoever? I want you to, if you got, if you're using your Bible app, I want you to highlight that. Highlight this whole scripture. If you're using your um, physical copy of your Bible, underline it. Whatsoever. So remember the previous scripture we read, it says, if we ask according to his will, we know that he hears us, right? Okay, so that whatsoever, you might as well put will in there. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that whatsoever has to be included in his will. Whatsoever doesn't mean anything that you can possibly think of. Whatsoever, that whatsoever has to be included in his will. And you may be thinking, well, what is not included in his will? I can't run down a list of every single thing that's not included in his will, but things that are unrighteous, things that are evil, you know, like you can't believe God for another woman's husband, or you can't believe God for another um, man's wife, things like that. You know what I'm saying? You see somebody, you're like, oh, I can't, I'm going to pray that they pass away so I can go ahead and marry them, you know, stuff like that. You That may sound weird. That might sound strange, but people do that, you know, or you can't um, drive by someone's house that someone's currently living in and say, I claim that house. I'm I'm going to buy that house. Well, how are you going to buy it? And they live in it with no intentions of selling. See, that's what you would call over spiritualizing because you can't do that. Someone possesses that. You, you can't inherit that until they put it on the market. That's just how that works. And and when it says whatsoever, according to his will, you can't pray against someone else's will either. So if someone is willing to do something, you can't pray against their will. Now, you can pray that God moves upon their heart to get them to turn in their decision or whatever have you. But even God can't violate someone's will. And believe me, God has shown people. I know, pe I know people that God has shown them many signs. So many things that happened in their lives. They still hadn't made a change yet. So that just shows you that God can't make a person do anything. All right, let's keep going. That's just an example. All right, but I want to make this as clear as possible because these are questions that I had that I wanted to know once I became a believer and, and was learning how to pray. Those are these are things I wanted to know. So it says, whatsoever we ask in his name, who name? Well, Jesus name. So whatsoever we ask in his name, he says, I will do it that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said it twice. Is it that simple? I believe so. And that's what he, that's what he said. The Bible says God cannot lie. So whatever you're we're petitioning, whatever we believe in God for, or praying for, or praying against, you have to pray it in the name of Jesus. Buddha name's not in here. You know, any other Allah, that name is not in here. Now, I know Allah is Arabic for, you know, God, but it says Jesus. It didn't even say God. God is a title. God means ruler, right? The scripture says, whatsoever you ask in my name, the name of Jesus. So when I pray, I wouldn't even end my prayer just saying amen. In Jesus' name, amen, right? Because according to this scripture, he said, if you ask anything according to my name, ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So what's so special about this name? Let's go to it. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 the name of Jesus. His name alone has power. That's why you hear so many people use his name in vain. People say, oh, Jesus Christ, or oh, Jesus. You never, you've never heard someone say, oh, Buddha, or oh, Allah, or oh, Confucius, or oh, 
whatever God. No, because I think the enemy uses it to try to dumb down the power that's in his name. Now, I'm not saying that people who say that are trying to dumb down his name. I'm not saying that because I know it's just a, a thing that people just say out of habit or whatever have you. So I'm not saying that anyone that says, oh, Jesus or whatever doesn't mean that they're trying to dumb it down or even trying to intentionally use his name in vain. I'm saying that I think the enemy uses things like that to try to dumb down the power that's in his name. Philippians 2.10, it says, let's start at, um, let's start at verse 9. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. So Jesus is the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus. Notice, it didn't say at Jesus. It says just at his name alone. So meaning that Jesus doesn't even have to physically be present. His name will do it. Hallelujah. Because there's power in his name. So we don't have to pray, Lord, if you would just come down here and touch this situation. If only Jesus was down here walking with us, we'll be all right. Well, he don't have to do that. He's done that. He was crucified for our sins. He rose from the dead. He's now in heaven. He gave us his name. He says, just use my name and everything who I am is in that name and I'll do it. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So. His name is above every name. That's why we use his name in prayer. He's the sacrifice. He's the one that paid the price for our sins. He's the one that made it so we can come to, to come to God freely. We don't have to go through a man. We don't have to go in a booth. We don't have to go into a confessional and tell someone our sins and have them partner us. No, you can go right to God right now, wherever you at, whether you're in the gas station, whether you're sitting in your car, wherever you are, you can go to God by yourself and talk to him. And if you mess up, you can go to him right now, drop the phone and say, Lord, forgive me. And boom, just like that, you forgive it. Man, the Lord is good. You can never get too much of the word. You're listening to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures Podcast with Martinez. Like 
John 15, let's go. John 15. I'm getting a little excited. I'm about to calm down. <laughs> John 15. Anytime I start talking about his name and who he is, it's, I just get excited. John 15, verse 7, it says, If ye abide in me, okay, and my words abide in you, okay, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. All right, remember that will again has to be according to his will. So whatever's in his will, you can act, not just anything. It has to be according to the will, and it shall be done unto you. He didn't say it might. Notice none of these things say might. It's like it's, like it's a done deal, like it's done. Whatever you ask according to my will is done. Period. No questions asked. Only thing that gets us, though, is that time 
We want to know when are you going to do it. Win, 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 win. All right. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So God's word is in you in God and his word is in you. Right. We've been, we've been reading the scriptures. We're in his word. So meaning we know what his word says about our given situation. Now he says, OK, now that you're in me and my word is in you now, ask what you will. Meaning ask according to my will and it will be done unto you. Now, I'm going to let you know right now because I know people are still thinking about, but what is all I wonder is such and such in this will. Listen, I can already tell you the three major areas, food, shelter, provision. Is all according to the is all according to the will of God. Those are the three main things. Like, well, those are like the three main things we all need: food, shelter, companionship. Food, shelter, companionship, health. All, all those things are according are in the will of God. Those are the main things that we need to operate. You know, you, God wants us healthy. All these different things that you know that we have need of. We need to understand that. God has already provided these things for us. It's his will for us to have these things. Getting in his word and reading it with your eye builds your spirit up. You got to get his word down in your spirit so that when the enemy tries to attack you, the word of God comes up and you can be reminded of what he says in his word. But if you don't know what his word says about it, then the enemy can rob you of God's promises. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's start at verse 22. It says, And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Verse 22 sticks out very clearly. The most important thing out of all this, even in order for it to work, is have faith in God. So faith. Faith is... Listen, um, I heard a preacher make this statement, and I thought it was very powerful and true. He says, prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. Faith, what is faith? Simple definition. Trust and confidence in God and in his word. Now, testimonies is why God wants us to share our testimonies. When you hear testimonies of things that God has done for others, now that builds up confidence in you as well. Like, wow, God did it for them. I know he can do it for me. God is not obligated to do it exactly like he did it for, for them for you, though. You have to understand that. So if you hear people tell testimonies like, yeah, I, I was I was needing some money real bad and I came home and I opened up the mail and there was a check in the mail for a thousand dollars. More than likely, your your financial blessing might not come in the form of a check in the mail. Obviously, it has to come in the form of money, <laughs> but I'm saying yours may not come in the mail. So you can't believe God for the exact same way how he blessed brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so for him to do you the exact same way. He's not obligated to do that. The only thing he's obligated by is to perform his word. That's it. So have faith in God. It's the first thing. You got to trust God. Then he says, therefore, I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray. Okay, get your desire on your mind. Okay, we got that. 
Okay, I desire this. Okay, now you're going to pray. How? In the name of Jesus. What? The desire. Right? Now, the desire has to be what? According to his will. Right? Food, provision. There's no provision. We just covered all in provision. Provision is in God's will. So whether it's food, shelter, income, job, all those things according to us. We never have to pray and say, well, do you want a job? Well, if, it, if it's the Lord's will, of course it is. <laughs> it's the Lord's will. You got, that's the way you survive. It's the way you earn income is by work. Now, whether you want to start your own business or work for somebody, then that's a different situation. You just need to let God, you know, lead you and however you want to get those things done. But yeah, that's how income is earned through work. That's how you eat. So yeah, you don't have to say if it's according to God's will. Yeah, it's his will. You know it's his will for you to be healthy. We just have to maybe stop, put off, stop eating the type of food that we're eating that's causing our bodies to, you know, do the crazy things that it's doing. So those things, provision, those things are covered. So as I'm thinking about it, as I'm reminded, some of y'all may be thinking, okay, I got the according to his will part, but moving to Florida or moving to out of state is not in his will. You're right. <clears throat> There's nowhere in scripture where it would say, okay, it, you can move to Florida or you can move to Texas or wherever. No. Now, in that case, you can pray, Lord, if this is your will, because that's not written in there as far as uh, geographically where you should move. Now, you should move as God leads you. You know, God will definitely confirm the fact and have things set in place for you to move. You know, so um, those are things you need to pray about. That's, those are things you need to be very careful about, you know, especially if you're moving out of the state if no one's there. You know, you want to make sure that you that God is giving you a plan. Now, you can write a plan out yourself. Remember, the scripture says a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So have a plan and i'm not just saying if you're moving out of state for anything that may not be clear in scripture you know as far as you know navigating this and that you know those things okay we understand that then you need to say lord if it's your will you know show me lead me guide me if it's not you know so forth and so on but things like you know shelter provision companionship you know now if you want to get married yeah, you don't just marry any old body. God has a criteria for, you know, the type of person you should marry. And then, yeah, he'll bring some people your way. But Satan also brings some people your way. So you have to be listening to the spirit of God on the inside of you and not your body. You know, because a person can look good physically, but spiritually, they're no match for you. So you have to make sure that, you know, things is right. <laughs> that God is approved of this approving of this it takes time but anyway i think you understand i just wanted to say that part um you know just in case you know people who believe in god for things that may not be clearly outlined in scripture um lastly two more scriptures and i want to give you two reasons um why prayers may not get answered right so we went over all the things about how god will answer prayers and how to pray this and that but let's go over a couple of things as to reasons why God won't answer. Let's go to uh, James chapter 4. James 4 verses 1 through 3. It says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires that war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. 
so you fight and wage war to take it away from them yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask god for it verse 3 and even when you ask you don't get it because your motives are all wrong you want only what will give you pleasure one reason why god won't answer prayer selfish motives or ungodly motives so you know you're wanting a six-figure income not to leave a legacy for your children or whatever you want a six-figure income so you can stun on the gram um so you can prove to people you know who said you weren't gonna be nothing you want to prove to them that you know i made it this is in your face da 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 no that's all selfish that's all flesh and that's not gonna get answered now understand satan can provide you with money He's the god of this world system you know that's why people use the term you know you sold your soul to get this and that yeah that's a term meaning that you you sold out meaning that you put aside your morals just to get a piece of money so yeah it can't be selfish you can't your whole motive for prayer has to be not selfish not selfish in the sense of um you know, it's not saying like you can't ask for a job because, I mean, I'm selfish if I ask for a job. No. Look at verse 1 we was reading. Fights among you. What's causing the quarrels and fights among you. It talks about you want. It's all talking about someone else. It's not like you're you're wanting to prove someone else wrong. So you want God to do this for you just so you can stun on people. God not doing that. You got to get other people off of your mind. Only If you need, if you have people on your mind, it should be, I'm, Lord, I'm asking this so I can help this person. Other than that. That can that can cause a delay. All right, so our motives can our motives have to be right. Asking with the wrong motive. That's why I told you, you can't allow social media to destroy your mo your morals. I can't let it destroy my morals. No matter how popular things are, I have, you have to always check with your spirit and see how your spirit is feeling as it pertains to you doing this and that. You know, and gotta hold you accountable. God say, nah, don't, don't do that. Don't put that up. Don't, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we got to be careful. Wrong motives won't get your prayers answered. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 11 again. Look at verse 25. Okay, so remember we was reading um, and we was talking about, you know, what, so, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. Okay, let's read verse 24 and then we're going to read verse 25 directly after that. Let's go. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them and when you stand praying forgive if you have aught against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespass unforgiveness will block answers to your prayer it just says when you stand praying forgive after you pray you know after the scripture where it says what so you desire it says when you stand praying forgive that god may forgive you if you don't forgive others god's not gonna forgive you that means so that means that you, you sin you're still in your sin god's not hearing the prayer it's not hearing it you through peace until you forgive them god's not forgive you he ain't trying to hear nothing about you want no spouse he ain't trying to hear nothing about you oh lord you know i need to you know need another stream of income or lord i you know uh whatever no nah, he gonna say no nah, you need to go ahead and get it right with so-and-so and come back and holler at me and we'll talk about it 
so unforgiveness because it's you know it's a big thing in our society where people are saying y'all I ain't forgiving them harboring unforgiveness in your heart like I said before and like I've been told in times past harboring unforgiveness in your heart is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die it's like a cancer in the spirit you gotta forgive that's how God set the system up it will eat away at you you cannot live your life in unforgiveness just know guys it's, it's we got to talk about it we got to talk about it next week we got to talk about more it has to be a part two and probably a part three a part four and part five because there are different types of prayer and different there's just so much that we all need to learn about prayer that for people to be trying to do away with it we need to first learn about prayer and what the scripture said about prayer not what our uncles or cousins told you <laughs> told us about prayer if it wasn't in line with the Bible, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it got to be, yeah, we all got to do better. So, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you send it to your family and your friends. Make sure you follow me on all social media at mbills314. Send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. And lastly, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, if you're listening on YouTube, or if you're listening on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Subscribe to it, leave a review, share it. I want to continue to grow the audience all over the world and continue to preach God's word with understanding so that we all can apply it to our lives and be the very best that God has called all of us to be. All right, remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4, latter verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.